Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, after a day away from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, after away from the radio, period. We're back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, ready to be with you for the next three hours here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show, 12 to 2. And, of course, before that was the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. But we're with you. We got the sticks in our hand for the next three hours. We're excited. Demon Cotton behind the wheels of steel. And, of course, your boy Q, again, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got plenty to get to on today's show. And uh, the offseason in the NFL and the offseason when it comes to the silver and black, of course, it's not going to be quiet at all. We know that we're right now getting into the the meat of things, but we also know that free free agency is right around the corner. We know the combine is next week. Still waiting for that confirmation to make sure that we're actually going to be in Indianapolis next week for the combine. I'm believing and I'm hearing that uh, the the reports on the credentials are coming out today and probably tomorrow as well. So we should have some confirmation. But uh, I do believe that Radio Nation Radio 920 will be broadcasting live from Indianapolis, uh, the Lucas Oil Stadium, right there in Indy for the combine next week. So we should be there Monday through Friday, I believe. But again, that is uh, still to be determined. So as soon as we find out, get confirmation on that, we'll definitely bring that to you. But I'm so excited about the maturation and the growth of this radio station because the first year that I got here, uh, we at the last minute were able to make it to, uh, we got to what, the, the Hall of Fame. Then we went to the Super Bowl. And then this year we were able to get to the Hall of Fame. It wasn't last minute. Of course, we went to the Super Bowl in Phoenix. And now we're kind of doing the combine last minute. But... Continuing to build, continuing to grow, continuing to provide as much coverage as we can here when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to the silver and black. It's just very exciting just to see how everything continues to grow and this radio station continues to grow and we continue to be able to provide you with the best kind of coverage ever. And then, oh, by the way, next year the Super Bowl is going to be here in Las Vegas. And please believe there's already plans being put together for that. So that's going to be something as well. So there's a lot to get to uh, coming up in the next few hours and, of course, the next few days as well as we're making up for not being here yesterday. And it was funny. I talked about at the end of last week, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and I said, unless there's some breaking news, we won't be on the radio on Monday. And DeMond said, well, what qualifies as breaking news? And you know what, Raider Nation? I never heard from DeMond all weekend long. So he's like, you know what? I don't even want to tempt fate. I don't even want to be able to reach out and be like, hey, Q, anything that we need to go in and talk about? No, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and let Q just be what he does and let him go ahead and sit to the side. And we'll just we'll just assume today is a day off. And it was on yesterday. I purposefully didn't look at my phone until around <laughs> noon yesterday. I, knew I stayed away from the I TV. I, I stayed away from the phone. It was around 12 o'clock. And I was like, I guess it'll probably be safe just in case something may we did happen. Right. No, it is funny because uh, myself and the wife we went over to Vegas Jess's house for a quick minute yesterday. We had to pick up something. And uh, he looked at me and said, so uh, I guess no breaking news, no radio show today. And I said, well, if it hasn't happened by noon, it's not going to happen already. So uh, there you go. But you know how I operate. You know how I operate. So I don't blame you for kind of putting the phone aside or turning it off and saying, you know what? I don't even want to give this guy an opportunity to reach out. And, and it was so funny because I was at the house and I was trying to tell the wife because she always says, well, you're always busy. You don't have time to do this. You don't have time to do that. Well, we really can't go do that because you're working. So the day that I'm off, I said, all right, all right, it's you. It's you. Like, what do you want to do, right? I mean, we're off. 
We don't have any work to do right now. Of course, I'll knock out a podcast later on, but we are off. Do you want to go to the movies? Do you want to go to a restaurant we haven't been to? And you know what I heard for about two and a half hours? I don't know. I don't know. I I said, look, you better take advantage. These days don't come around too often. You better take advantage while you have the opportunity. And then it was like, well, we can go to Town Square. We can go to this restaurant. And we ended up at some BS restaurant. Right? This is what happens when you don't have plans. Oh, no. We ended up at some BS restaurant. She didn't even like the food. It was just okay. It wasn't even my my option of food. Me, anytime someone asks where you want to go, I want to go somewhere where it's a TV. Where there's a TV where I could watch sports, right? That, that's just me. So anytime anyone says, hey, what, what restaurant do you want to go to or where do you want to go eat? I'm thinking of a sports bar, unless I'm thinking of Joe's, right? If I'm going to Joe's, that's a different, but then that's a, that's a different, you know, that's a different uh, scenario. You don't go to Joe's just on, you don't just jump on and be like, hey, let's go to Joe's. Like, that's not the place you go. You go on that on special occasions. So we end up at this place. Nobody, even Sarah, didn't have an idea of where to go. And, and look, they'll sit at the house all the time, Demond. These are cue problems. I'll sit, they'll sit at the house all the time and be like, man, I sure would like to go here. Oh, man, this is the place that we should go. I hear that all the time. Oh, we got to go here. We got to go there. So they have a laundry list of places they want to go. And when they have the first opportunity to go, guess what? Crickets. Mm. Crickets. Right? You can hear a, uh, how the country folks used to say it, you can hear like a, a, a mouse pissing on a cloth or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I forget. It was some country saying that they used to say all the time. I, I got a laundry list of those as well. But <laughs> it's just unbelievable. So we don't, you know, we don't go there. We don't do this. We end up going to the movies. We saw Ant-Man. Have you seen that yet? Oh, yes, I have. Let me ask you, before we really get into the show, Mm -hmm. let me ask you what your thoughts on it, and then I'll give you mine. And I am not a movie guy, and you know I have not seen all the Marvels, so I probably don't understand it. But what are your thoughts? It was pretty mid. It was a little above okay, average, but okay, but mid. I'm sure you, as not being a Marvel guy, you probably feel the same way. As not a as a movie guy, as not a movie guy, I looked at it and was like, eh, eh whatever. Like it was so, whatever. Right. Yeah, it was very. But also, I'll give you the Marvel head perspective of it. This guy's supposed to be the new big bad. You know, I'm I'm sure you at least heard of Thanos, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. supposed to be the new guy. Oh, can't nobody okay, beat him. Okay. And the Ant Man beats him. Ant Man. I'm just saying. Yeah, there was too much to that movie that I was just thinking, like, what in the hell? And my thing, my M.O. when I go to the movies, just full disclosure, I always fall asleep. Like, there's no doubt I'm always going to fall asleep at least for a couple minutes. I don't know how, I'm, I'm telling you, it's all, it's, I don't know what it is, the setting, maybe it's the movie, whatever the case is, I always fall asleep for at least a couple minutes. So before the movie starts, the wife's like, so are you going to stay awake? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Man, about three minutes into that movie, Three I was minutes? About three minutes in, I fell asleep. But I, was, I woke up in about, I don't know, about 10 minutes. I think I was only asleep about 10, 15 minutes at the most. At the most. Well, I'm sure you didn't miss anything because, I mean, the movie Clearly just not. started. Clearly not. I didn't miss anything because it wasn't that good. It just wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't very good. But again, I'm not a movie guy, so maybe some people thought it was the greatest thing ever, but I just thought it was so blah. I was like, okay. I, I kept looking at the watch like, all right, is it almost time to, to get oh, up out wow. of here? I need a margarita. <laughs> Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror didn't do anything for you? I don't even know who that is. I, I don't the brother. Even, the brother that okay. was the bad guy. I, you know who I thought the brother was? This is how, how, how I am with movies. I looked At some point in the movie, I looked over at the wife and said, is that Candyman? Is that the guy who played Candyman? And she just started laughing. She's like, no. And I was like, okay, well, that's all I recognized him as. I thought that was the Candyman. I thought we were going to look in the mirror and say, Candyman, 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 see what happens. Right? That's what I thought. That lets you know. Where I am with my movies and, and, and how I know movies or what I don't know about movies, which is a whole lot of nothing. So, uh, yeah, it was so 
whatever. It was just a it was just a movie. It wasn't the movie, right? It was just a movie. Sounds like you didn't enjoy your weekend that much, man. It, it, had, it was these days off. There's then. a reason why I work every day, right? <laughs> At least I have a routine and I know what I'm doing. Like I'm good right now. Like we're good, right? I got to work bright and early this morning for a reason, right? I was good. I did. I will say, as soon as the movie was over, I told the wife, I was like, I'm going to get a margarita. I got to get a margarita. To was get it a- at the restaurant that you also didn't like? No, 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 okay. no. We were in uh, GVR, Green Valley, and uh, there's always th- there's this little uh, Mexican restaurant where the, the Cadillac margaritas are fantastic. Fantastic. So I go there. They know me. They know me by name, right? Even the, uh, the bar back, he, every time he sees me, like, Q, got another fresh fade. I was like, every Saturday, dog. He's like, I know. But it blows my mind that every single time I see you, you got a fresh fade. I was like, every Saturday, dog. Every Saturday. It's got to happen. So there you go. So you know it was Monday, so I was really looking looking tightened up, right? <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> you knew that was a priority that I had before we went to uh, the Super Bowl. I was like, yeah. got to go get the haircut. Only, man, the funniest day to me was, uh, what was, was that the last game of the season? Oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Q's kickoff. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't Where you good. didn't get a haircut. Yeah, that was, that was not good. That was not good. We don't bring that up anymore. Cause that was not good. That was oh, yeah. the one time all all eighteen weeks of the NFL season I went good. I was good to go, no problem. Got a haircut every Saturday, and that's the one that I didn't get. Nothing was right that day. That was that was that was there was a problem. Broke ritual that day. But here we are. We're back here for the next three hours. Like I said, excited to be back after having a day off. Hopefully you had some R and R, you had a little bit of rest and relaxation, and hopefully you enjoy, enjoyed your time with the family. And if you did go to a movie, you saw one that you actually enjoyed. Maybe if you went out to a restaurant, maybe you actually enjoyed the restaurant. And to my credit, I went outside the box and, and decided to eat at a restaurant that is not my normal, my normal go-to. And this was something that the wife and little Sarah wanted to go to. And it was great. Except for they didn't like it. Well, the wife didn't like it. Sarah was like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. But the wife was like, eh, I didn't really like this dish. So I'll give that. my uh, restaurant recommendation for the people out there because I did enjoy where I went on Saturday night. Where'd you go? La Strega. It's a. It's right around the corner from here, actually. Okay. So it's pretty close uh, in the uh, Summerlin area. Okay. And it's uh, Rod, Marinar- Rod Marinelli's daughter's restaurant. Oh, okay, okay. Got you. That's, I have heard about that spot. Yeah. Okay, okay. Pretty good. Nice. All right, you're doing it big, huh? All right, I see you. I see you. All right. Tomorrow, walking in with a little extra pep in his step. I went to Rod Marinelli's daughter's da- restaurant. Okay. I got you. Well, there you go. So that was our weekend uh, as we had it and even our day off that we don't get very often around here, but we did enjoy being off on Monday. Coming up on the show today, kicking things off for us at 2.30, our guy Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the RJ. He normally joins us on Mondays, but of course, since we were off, he'll uh, join us this afternoon. We'll talk all things silver and black. we got a lot of good stuff to get to when it comes to the Raiders, especially uh, based off the fact that Dave Ziegler was on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, Will Compton and Taylor Dewan, and did a hell of a job, so we got some sound bites for that as well. But want to really deep dive into the quarterback conversations that we've been having here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And, of course, that's the conversation everywhere. I just had a meeting earlier today with Natalie, who's our boss, who's, well, she's everyone's boss, but she's, you know, I meet with her every single week. And one of the conversations before we wrapped up was, well, what do you think about the quarterback position? (laughs) I mean, like, I say it all the time. No matter where we go, there's always a conversation about the quarterback and who's going to be the quarterback for the Raiders. And even when I meet with Natalie, she says, so... Who do you think is going to be the quarterback? And then starts explaining why she thinks this person or that person or the other is going to be the quarterback. And look, don't, don't, don't get caught slipping. Natalie knows her stuff. Natalie knows her stuff. She's the big boss for a reason. She knows her stuff. So that was a good conversation. But we'll talk with uh, Ed at 2.30, all things silver and black. At 3 o'clock, John McClain, gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610. He's actually at Astros Spring Training right now, but he'll join us. We'll talk a little spring training. But, of course, we'll talk NFL. We'll talk about Eric Bieniemy. 
him going to Washington as the offensive coordinator and the assistant head coach and what he thinks of that move. Talk all things uh, franchise tag. Now that the teams are allowed to use the franchise tag, maybe the Raiders go and apply it to Josh Jacobs. Maybe the Ravens go and apply it to Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of players out there that could receive the, the franchise tag. We'll talk to John McClain coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, our good friend, he put out a piece about five trades that he'd like to see happen in the uh, 2023 NFL offseason. Of course, the Raiders were involved in one of them, so we'll talk to him about that. But we'll also throw some trade scenarios out there to him as it pertains to the quarterback position. Because I'll tell you right now, before we even get into the opening drive, I'm a firm believer, until proven wrong, that the Raiders need to have a bona fide stud behind center in 2023. I know there's conversations about you can't do this, you can't do that, uh, go draft a guy, uh, roll with Stidham. I know there's all those conversations out there, but I believe to my core that the Raiders have to have a bona fide stud behind center in 2023. That's just me. That's not saying that that's what they're going to do. We all know just because I say something don't mean nothing, right? I mean, that's just my conversation. That's just my feelings. I think that they need to have a stud one way or the other as a signal caller in 2023. So we'll get into that with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, a few trade scenarios that he has out there and a few that we'll just kind of throw at him as well and see what he thinks the conversation would be and what his thoughts are on the possibility of a move like that. So those are the three guests that we have. We'll also hear a few sound bites from Dave Ziegler on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast. We'll do that in the 4 o'clock hour. We got cover three as well. Ed Grady at 2.30, John McClain at 3, Brad Spielberger at 3.30, and plenty more here on the show. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So, of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. And I mentioned Dave Ziegler, GM of the Raiders, on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast. And I know JT, prior to us, had a few sound bites that he wanted to play. It's funny, I had a question that I was going to throw out there before I even knew about the sound from, from uh, Dave Ziegler on Busted with the Boys. And DeMond did a great job going through the whole podcast and really getting us a good seven or eight good sound bites. You'll hear most of those sound bites coming up around 4 o'clock. But there's a couple in particular that I want you to hear about the quarterback position, and then it, it really relates to the question that I want to throw out there, the topic I want to throw out there for the show today. So I love it when things come together. I really do. And so uh, from the work that DeMond did and, of course, what the, the thoughts that was already going through my mind, it really worked out really well. So the question that I want to throw before you hear the sound from GM Dave Ziegler, the question I wrote down, what would your realistic expectations for the season be if the Raiders in, went into it with Stidham as their starting quarterback and why? Because we've heard a lot of conversation. I've had a lot of people hit me up, either text me, tweet me, call the show, and say, hey, roll with Stidham, roll with Stidham, roll with Stidham. I like Jarrett Stidham a lot. I really do. I, I've liked him since he was a high schooler, liked him in college, like him right now. Don't know that, Don't think that that's the guy. I, I don't believe that that's the guy that, that they need to start the season with. I just don't. Now, if they go into camp and he battles it out with the rookie and they say this is the way we're going to go, so be it, right? Definitely going to support the dude. Hope he does the best that he can. Think he has some skills. But I look at the division and I look at the AFC and I say that's, that's, that's the guy that you're going to be banking on is Jarrett Stidham going up against Mahomes going up against Herbert, going up against Wilson, and you're going to roll out Stidham. Not saying he can't get it done. Not saying we haven't heard any other thing. Like we've seen, you know, people have called in and said, yeah, Q, well, nobody knew that Rich Gannon was going to be good when the Raiders got him, and he turned into a league MVP. You're absolutely right. But Rich Gannon had been uh, in the league a long time. Jared Stidham has two career starts, and that's it. So 
If you are one that believes that the Raiders, you know, should start the season with Jared Stidham as the starting quarterback, which is fine, let us know why and what your realistic expectations would be. Like, not one of those, I don't want someone to call me and tell me they're going to go 17-0. I mean, seriously, because that's not realistic. That's not realistic in real NFL anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just how many teams are going to go undefeated? That's very rarely going to happen. But I do want to know, you know, if, if you believe that the best idea would just be roll with Stidham and see what happens, what do you think is going to happen? And are you sure you're okay with that? As I mentioned, I went to Vegas Jess's house over the weekend. I talked to him and I said, Jess, if Stidham is a starting quarterback, that first game, and DeMond, you've brought this up, that first game that they lose, what's everyone going to scream and call? You had all offseason to address the quarterback position, you didn't do it. Right? Will that not be the first call we get? Oh, of course it would be. It would be the tomatoes being thrown. How could we put our faith in the season in a backup quarterback? Right. And all of the rationale. He's only had two career starts. How could they thought he's been so good? I don't care how good he looks in the preseason. Right. I don't care how good the reports are going to be coming out of training camp. If the Raiders go 0-1 to start next season, I don't care if it's of no fault of his own. It'll be... Hey, what what are we doing here with Jared Stidham right. as the starting quarterback of this team? And I promise you, and I know a lot of people right now are listening and saying, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. No, you will. <laughs> you will because it's been there, done that. It's happened, right? I mean, we had people at, some, at one point calling in, cursing Dave Ziegler and company saying, oh, they didn't address the offensive line. And then when the, when the season's over and we're like, okay, they need to continue to address the offensive line, it's like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. That's going to be the first initial reaction. That will be the first initial reaction. Well, how come this wasn't addressed when you had all offseason to do it? How come you didn't go get rid of go get a quarterback? You got rid of a quarterback and you didn't bring one in. Like that's going to be the conversation. If things don't work out right, if you roll the dice and you gamble and let Jared Stidham start, and again, this is nothing against Jared Stidham. He's just in a bad situation. He really is. He wants to be a starter. He probably could be a starter, but I don't think this team, I don't think that they're in a position where they could just let it gradually grow, right? If if they could, I think that would be fine. Roll with Stidham and let it grow. See what he does this year. See what he does. You know, give him a three-year deal. Whatever the case may be. Fine. I just think that this team has to find a way to win now. I don't think, and I know, from being a member of Raider Nation, this is the beautiful thing about being a fan of the team as well, it's been far too long. Far too long since the team has won. Raider Nation wants to see a winner. And right now in February, it sounds good. Oh, just let it build, Q. Just let it build. Build the team up. Do like the 49ers. Look what they did with Brock Purdy. All right, you're going to take your chance? You're going to really take your chance? You're going to roll the dice and say that that's cool? If you believe that's cool, let me know. Really, seriously. What would your realistic expectations for the season be if the Raiders went into it with Stidham as their starting quarterback and why? 702-365-9200. Of course, our don'tbebroke.com text sign, 69187, keyword R&R. Now, before we get to any calls and any texts, I did want you to hear a little bit of sound from Dave Ziegler, who's on the Bustle with the Boys podcast, and this just ties into it really, really well. So the first one is about moving on from Derek Carr and do they have to be right about who they get next? That's the reality of it because it's the quarterback. Right. It's the most important position on the team. I mean, it really is. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, like the, at the end of the day, like I'm in charge of myself and, you know, our group, we're in charge of um, filling the most important position on the team. And so, yeah, there's some, you know, there's, um, there's some, uh, there's some pressure that comes along with that. And, and however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer, you know, this year. You know what I mean? And so, um, but at the end of the day, we have to have an answer. Right. You know, in some form or fashion, you know? And so, yeah, there's pressure that comes along with it. And, and um, again, that's also part of the excitement too, 
is that pressure, is finding that guy. Um, and, uh, you know, that'll be the next task. So there's GM Dave Ziegler on the Busted with the Boys podcast talking about, you know, finding the next guy. And what got me in there is when he said, DeMond, you know, it might not be right now. It might not be this year. So there's a, there's a, there's a chance that what we're talking about, the Raiders roll with Stidham, there's a chance they do that. I don't think it's the right decision, but I think that there's a chance they do it. There's a chance that they do it, but to me, it was shocking to hear him say that because you have to get it right, but if not now, when? Right. Because we're in the next clip, he's going to allude to he wouldn't. He's not going to try to you know extend his time. Maybe if I do this, but if it's not this year, right. Do you feel comfortable rolling into next year? I don't know who's going to be a quarterback free agent. A lot of people call in and talk about, hey, it's the Caleb Williams Drake May draft of next year that everyone should be. You know what at. it would take to get. Kayla Williams or Drake, man, you know, I yeah, mean, you would have to be would bad take. to do that. <laughs> yeah. and like I said, I don't know who's going to be a free agent next right, year, right. but I'm saying, do you think that that guy is worth waiting till next year? Right. Unless you think that no way we're getting Aaron Rodgers, and even if you could, don't want him for a one year rental. Right. None of these rookie quarterbacks are going to be the guy. Right. You still, even if you don't believe, I think there are plenty of teams out there that when they've taken a quarterback or traded for someone, maybe you don't think he's going to be the best in the world, but you got to roll with what you got. Yeah. Daniel Jones is talking about getting $45 million. Do you think that the right. Giants think Daniel right. Jones is a top five quarterback? No. Like, he's the, the best ta- option they got. I'm putting the tag on him immediately. Like, I'm not giving him $45 million. He's done it one time. Geno Smith, too. Geno Smith, too. He's done it one time. I'm not giving either one of those guys. Forty-five million dollars. Daniel Jones asking for forty-five mil tells you the price of business. What do we say? What do we say in Arizona? Yesterday's price ain't today's price. Exactly. That's what it is. Raider Burner ninety-one. Raiders Burner ninety-one on Twitter said, "Q, if Stidham is a starter, then my expectations are seven to nine wins. I think it means that they're planning to develop a rookie and build the rest of the team with the cap space and draft picks. With a rookie, patience will come. Stidham isn't the long term, and that's okay. So, with that being said, and thank you for that tweet, I do appreciate you. Is it for you, Raider Nation?" And if it is, then let it. Then say it's it is, and I'm okay with that. Is seven to nine wins okay for your expectations for next season? So if the Raiders end up seven and ten in 2023, is that okay? Are you going to say, you know what, that wasn't a bad season because we started to develop a team, started to build a team around the quarterback? Because I don't think it's going to be. I mean, honestly, and I could be way out out of line. I could be way off base, and if I am, that's fine. I just don't think Raider Nation would be satisfied with seven to nine wins. I think if they're not pushing double-digit wins, if they're not at 10 by the end of 2023, I think everyone's going to be upset. Seriously. They might miss the playoffs at 10 wins, but at least you're right there on the cusp. Seven to nine wins ain't going to get you in the playoffs. I also think that nine and eight would give them a little bit of a grace period as well, as long as you can say you're above yeah, 500. Yeah, nine and, eight's, nine and eight's not bad. You know, I could see, I could see, I could see that sliding by. But in this scenario where they said seven to nine wins, I'm oh, going no. to go with the, the floor and say seven. And I do think that my that the Raiders burner 91, that's exactly where I have them too. If you roll with Stidham, yeah. eight wins at the most is what I think is and that's realistic. How I feel. And, that, and look, I, maybe I'm being greedy. Look, I'm getting older. Hey, I just want to see some wins. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting older, right? I, I would like to see some wins. I'd like my son to see some wins and, and consistently say that, man, that is a damn good team. Eight wins doesn't make me feel great next year. It doesn't. You know, and, and what's the conversation going to be like? Well, when uh, Derek was here and when Rich was here, they went to the playoffs, right? Is that not the conversation? Like, people laugh and joke that, no, that's not the conversation, but it is. Me and DeMond hear it every day. That is the conversation. So I don't think that seven to nine wins, and like you said, nine may, may be okay. That's a good build. From six wins, that's a, that's a nice little build, and, and, and next year they're going to you know, put it over the top. 
But I just I, I, I'm not I'm not 100% confident with that. And so you alluded to the next clip, and this is the final one that we're going to play for the opening drive here with Dave Ziegler from the Bust with the Boys uh, podcast. He talks about the plan. I don't know what the plan is, right? But we've talked about they better have the plan, not a plan. So he said he's not diverting away from the plan just to buy himself some time. For the Raiders to be a team that everybody looks at and says, like, like, like the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, they're always kind of around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They may have a down year here or there, but when you look at the longevity of those teams, and there's more that I could name besides those teams, those are the ones that popped up in my head. Patriots, you right. know, being another one. <laughs> yeah. Like they're so, always yeah. they're always kind of around. And 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 I believe we're gonna get there. Um uh doing it the way that we're gonna the the way that we wanna do it, but I don't I'm not gonna do anything and, and divert for that because I'm like scared of something or, or trying keep, to like keep keep you know keep your job. Buy two more, actually, I'm gonna yeah. buy two more years if we do this or that. Like yeah. I just that's not how I'm wired. I'm not gonna right. go down like that. So there's Dave Ziegler. And again, that doesn't sound like he's planning on making a big splash at the quarterback position from what he had to say there. Now I can't, you know, tell you exactly what is on his mind. Uh, he said he's not going to do something just to buy himself two extra years. Maybe trading for Aaron Rodgers isn't buying yourself two, two more years. Maybe it's giving yourself an opportunity to win for the next two years. Right? I mean, that, that could be part of it. So that's not eliminating a big splash. But from the sound of it to me, didn't sound like he had a, a, a big name in mind that they planned on bringing in. Yeah, that's exactly what I took from that clip as well is he's not going to try to mortgage the future. Like he said, hey, if I can buy myself an extra two years because if Aaron Rodgers does only stay two years and then you could say – hey, now we got to actually not rebuild, but now we got to look for that quarterback of the future because we wasted a first-round pick on Aaron Rodgers, and he's not not approaching it with that mentality. I like how he said he's not wired that way. And I took that as he's saying, hey, I'm built different. You know, and Dave Ziegler, I like the moxie. I like the, um, you know, the hutchpah that he's showing there that he's going to put it all on the line with the time that he has with this team and is not going to look for, I'll say, you know, the coward's way out. And I don't think it's the coward's way out. I think it's just a, a if you were to get an Aaron Rodgers or you were even to go get, let's just go ahead and throw it out there. What if they went and got a, like a Lamar Jackson? And I know that would take a lot of draft capital, but that's a veteran that's proven that would be a game changer, in my opinion, right? And again, just my opinion. Then you're not, like I said, you're not buying yourself extra time to, to hold on to your job. You're giving yourself a chance to win, which is all that this job is about, is winning games, right? I mean, that's that's the thing about it. So, again, if you feel like, you know, you're confident in, okay, you're going to roll with Stidham or you're going to roll with the rookie and just let it develop, fine. But that's is, is Raider Nation happy with that after after all the time that they've been waiting for a winner? Is that is is that what you're happy with? And if that is, then cool. If you're cool with that and you're like, okay, we can accept that, cool. No problem. I just find it hard to believe that in week eight of the 2023 season, if the Raiders happen to start off with a bad record, like, you know, say they're three and five or four and four even, you know, and just wrapped up week eight, how happy are you going to be? Probably be pretty upset, especially just saying that the rest of the AFC West looks like it's going to be really good. And Denver has an opportunity to get better. I'm not saying they're going to get better immediately, but they have an opportunity to get better as well. So I just throw the question out there to you. I don't think there's any wrong answer here. And again, from what Dave Ziegler said on Bustle with the Boys, doesn't sound like he plans on making a big splash. And, and, and maybe they do plan on rolling with Stidham or a rookie. And again, that's that's okay. Just looking at it from a different angle. 702-365-9200. Also, our adobebroke.com. Text line 69187. Keyword R&R. What would your realistic expectations be for the season if the Raiders went into it with Stidham as a starting quarterback and why? Let us know about it. Who we got online? Stove. Stove, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. How you doing, buddy? Oh, fantastic. Hey, hey listen. The book is still very much unwritten on, on Dave Ziegler and, and McDaniels. 
But uh, one of the things that, that we were all kind of excited about last year is that we didn't see the Devontae Adams report come out that he was being traded to the Raiders. And even though it hasn't worked out yet, nobody had any idea that Chandler Jones was being signed. So if, if people are expecting Dave Ziegler to go on a podcast and say, we're going to give up this, that, and the other to bring Aaron Rodgers to Las Vegas, that would be a disaster. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, do no, he's remember, not going to do that. He's not going to do that. Right? Do you remember the draft when, uh, when the Raiders took Cleveland Farrell and the report came out right before the pick was made that Mike Mayock said it's going to be a, a shocking pick? I mean, the, the, the fact is, or maybe one of the reporters said that. Yeah, the yeah. The fact that we don't know what cards Dave Ziegler is holding, that's not a negative. That's right. a positive thing. That, that there are not leaks coming out of Henderson every day of what we're going to do. Right. And if, and if the Raider fan base wants to know more, add me to that list. I would love to know what we're going to do. But I'm sure happy that, that it's not being reported on every single channel what Dave Ziegler is thinking. All right, good stuff. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Again, the question, what would your realistic expectations for the season be if the Raiders went into it with Stidham as a starting quarterback and why? Quick, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? My guy, hey, first off, let me get this off. Y'all killed that Super Bowl uh, a couple weeks ago. DeMond, Q, y'all killed it. Big up. Appreciate you. Uh, check game. We're not going nowhere with Stiddy. I feel the same way that you do. You made some bomb points this morning, man, on the podcast as far as, man, you know we'll be hot as fish grease. He get out there tricking off the game or something like that in the first few weeks. They'll be on Dave Ziegler top for that. So, no, we shouldn't roll with City. But, man, how often, how long are we going to play that game where we're making splash moves, Q-Ball? Mm-hmm. I mean, the splash moves have kind of resulted in where we are now. I mean, BHBs of the world, that type <laughs> of stuff. It's like, why splash when we can just hold the fort down, unfortunately, with City, like I just said, we shouldn't. But at the same time, it's like I would rather like start to really build something okay. versus versus you know trading everything that we have for Rodgers. Now, would we automatically be better? Yes. But but here's what I don't see. I think I've asked you this several times. If we got Rodgers, are we an automatic Super Bowl team? Are we an AFC Conference Championship team? That's what I want to know. And I just don't see that if we got Rodgers, man. I just don't want to risk it all for a Rod. But I would be cool. I'd be get that jersey if you did stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm not you, man. Be cool, Q. All right, man. Good stuff. That's quick call. And appreciate the call. And look, I don't think that the uh, Raiders are a Super Bowl team if you add Aaron Rodgers. But I do think you put them in the playoff mix. I do think a lot of those one-score games that you lost in 2022, you win. You know, and so all you got to do is get to the dance. Once you get to the dance, all, you know, all bets are off. So they still have work to do. They're not one quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. I think we all know that. And the team does need to be built. I like this one text, and then we'll take a break. This came from Joseph at Denver on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. I take Dave Ziegler's words more of he's not going to mortgage the future for one player. I think Rodgers is still in play, but it has to be for the right price conversation-wise. That's Joseph at Denver. And I, I, I can see that, and I think that that's who Dave Ziegler is. right? I think we've seen that. He didn't give up, the, he didn't give up too much for Devontae. He, he, he wasn't willing to throw a ton of stupid money at J.C. Jackson where I was, right? I was looking for every penny in my bank account and underneath my couch. It's like, man, if I got one more penny, it's his, right? That's, I was trying to give it up. I was trying to give it all up because I thought that was the guy, the lockdown corner that you have to have. I was willing to give everything up. Dave Ziegler is playing the 
I, I have a discipline. I, I, this is what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. So I do agree with that, Joseph. I do think that if the compensation is right, and that's all you can ask for. I'm not saying break the bank. I'm really not. I'm not saying mortgage the future. I'm not saying go crazy. If you had a guy like Lamar Jackson in the mix, obviously it would take you two or three first-round picks to get him, probably three to start with, and then some. But he's also young. He's also, what, 26 and a dynamic player. So you know what you're getting. A guy like like Aaron Rodgers, I would have no problem with them going to make a move for him too, but the price has got to be right. Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, and the RJ, he'll join us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 2.35 is the time. The question that we threw out there to you, what would your realistic expectations for the season be if the Raiders went into it with Stidham as their starting quarterback and why? You can hit us up on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Plenty of feedback that way, and we'll get to it in a few minutes. But right now, joining us on the phone lines is our good friend Ed Grady from ESPN Las Vegas and, of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And, Ed, thanks so much for your time. I do appreciate you. And hey, buddy. I'll, I'll start with you. You know, if Jared Stidham is the quarterback, the starting quarterback for the Raiders in 2023, what are your expectations for win-losses on the season? At the most seven, maybe? Is that is, is would that be with do you as much as you know Raider Nation <laughs> as well as you know Raider well, they, Nation would they, that be okay for them for a season seven wins? I guess it depends if it would be who's behind them. Are you saying that they would draft a young guy and then let Stidham be the bridge and you know you have a young guy um, st- sitting behind him and you have all kind of a promise of a guy? But if you're losing like that, I would play the young guy anyway. Right. Right. Um, so you know I I. I think you, you, if you're going to pick him, then go ahead and play him. Um, and maybe you start with Stidham if that's what you want to see how he does. But um, I just think that no matter how they do it, uh, you know, you can't go into next season either with a young guy or Stidham and really expect, you know, a strong push in that division. Um, it depends. Like, let's say they trade up and they find, you know, the next great thing and they trade up and they get one of those two kids and and they hit it and they love him and and he turns out to be the guy. It's still going to take some growing pains, but um, it would be interesting. It'd be fascinating to watch. I think, I think Raider Nation would be okay with if it was a young guy like that and you could grow with them and you knew he was the future of the franchise. I don't know how excited they'd be if it was Stidham and a young guy sitting behind him. Right. No, that's 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 definitely part of the scenario right there. I just I look at it as the Raiders have to find a way to be competitive in 2023. The division's tough, the conference is tough. I feel like that they have to be really competitive and giving themselves a chance to get closer to 9 or 10 wins. More more actually closer to 10 wins than 7 wins. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, I, I wish I knew everything else they were going to do around him. Right. You know, what are they going to do defensively? I think that's the key. You know, if you, now if you tell me they rebuild the defense and they're suddenly a top, you know, 17 to 20 defense, then maybe Stidham is good enough for, for, for the numbers you're talking about. But until we know what they do defensively, it's kind of hard to sit there and say, well, Jarrett Stidham can win 10 games. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe that. Um, but, again, uh, that's why, you know, whether it's Josh Jacobs saying, hey, I might play on the tag if you improve everything around it. I do think the players in that team, the smart players in that team, understand what the problem is, understand that you know where they need to improve, 
and they're going to sit and wait. And, you know, some people with an opportunity to sit and wait are going to sit and wait and see what they do there because they, had, they do have a lot of problems defensively, and they've got to, they've got to address those issues. Right, and I, I do think that they will. I think Dave Ziegler, who was on the Bust with the Boys podcast, we listened to a few of his sound bites. I don't know if you got a chance to hear those yet, but I've, re- I've read them. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like sounds like he knows that they have to build the team. But I just think that with in a division in the AFC West, when you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, you got Russell Wilson with Sean Payton. Now, I just feel like that you have to have a guy out there that you believe in that can help you win games immediately, regardless of what the rest of the team might look like. Yeah, I mean, and that that's a fair point. That's a great point. I just. Um... I think it'd be in, t- in terms of Raider Nation. Like I said, I think it'd be more fascinating for them if you if you had a young guy who you know was the future. Right. Um, you know, again, now that might mean having to trade up, or that might mean having to take a flyer on a guy who might not be completely ready. But you know, you take him in the first round. Uh, you know, you usually just play him. Um, right. You know, sitting a first rounder at quarterback. I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do. So, you know, I mean, uh, maybe you sign Stidham in case the guy's just not completely ready. You, you know, you get him into camp or wherever, and you just say, boy, he's not ready at all. And then you have Stidham to bounce back on. But I just think if you're asking what Raider Nation would want, I mean, they want to win and go to the playoffs. Well, <laughs> you and I both know that. Right. Um, but if it's a decision between Stidham and maybe a 500 record or maybe a young kid who you can grow with and say he's the future of the franchise and he's going to be the face of the franchise, and the defense is better, and they they can see the progress, they can see the building, they can see what Ziegler's trying to do. Maybe that would be okay for some of them, but it is Raider Nation uh, fan base, so uh, we know how uh, we know how they can be in terms of wanting to win. Absolutely, it's just win, baby, right? Yeah, it's just win, baby. <laughs> just it's just win, baby. And you know, you bring up a great point. If you have Stidham and you have a guy, and I'm just going to throw Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud out there, where you think. Yeah okay, this is going to be the future quarterback because those are guys that I believe can start right away. Will Levis and Anthony yeah. Richardson, I don't think that they start right away. But if you have a guy that you believe is going to be the long-term solution, maybe that's something to get the Raider fans fan base excited about for the long yeah. term. Like, okay, we get to see this guy's growth, similar to what happened in 2014 when Derek took over. It's like, okay, it's a young hotshot coming out of college. At least, at least let's see what this guy's got. And that was something I know for myself. I got excited just to see him out there because I know he wasn't one of those retreads that was, uh, you know, that carousel that the Raiders had before him. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they would if, – and they'd obviously have to trade up to get one of those two you're talking about. But if mm-hmm. they would do that and they fall in love with a guy and they think, hey, this is the guy, we believe in him, and they hit on it, I think Raider Nation would be pretty stoked to watch him develop and see him, you know, become the quarterback that they think he can be. I agree with you. I think I think both those guys start next year. I don't think they're taking a one and two and not start. Right. Um, you have to start them if, if you take them a one and two. So um, I think you, you hit it on the head there that if it was one of those two and you really sold them and they believed in them and you could see some progress early on, you know that's not the worst thing in the world because you can see what the future is behind them. Uh, you can see what the future is ahead of them if they continue to improve. So. That to me is the most exciting thing. If you're a fan base, you know, to get a guy, guy, one of those guys, and and really build around them and see what they can do. Um, but you know, again, it's going to take to get one of those two. It's going to take trading up. And what do you have to give up for that? Because I don't think. I don't think they're the only ones who are going to be interested in those two guys. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Again, Ed Graney is our guest from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, of course, the RJ, Las Vegas Review Journal as well. DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, hey, it's officially – hey, how you doing? It's officially <laughs> franchise tag day in the NFL. What do you think is the percentage that Josh Jacobs is going to play on the franchise tag next season? That's a great question. I think they're going to tag him. 
and I think if you've seen, listened to all his comments that I don't, and maybe Q can uh, come in here as well, I think this might be a process here in terms of him waiting to see what they do. I mean, if you read between the lines of every one of his quotes, you know, whether it's you pay me a hero, if I'm going to be the hero, hero to villain, and all that, he wants to see what they're going to do with that roster. You know, he's 25 years old, which, you know, uh, walking around is not that old, but he's a 25-year-old running back coming off, you know, uh, the season where he had almost 400 touches. So, you know, he wants to get paid. I understand that. Running backs want to get paid as quickly as possible, which they should. But I do think if they tag him, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility he'd play on the tag if he believes that they built the team around him, uh, or maybe not around him, but they've just improved the roster and improved the team. Uh, I think he wants to go to the playoffs. I think he's, you know, he's only been there one year and four years, one time in four years, and I think he wants to win. So percentage-wise, I can't give you percentage-wise if he'll play on the tag, but I do think there's a better chance than not if he believes they've built the roster up around him. All right, so my follow-up to that be, if they do tag him, do you see that the tag is just the, let's say, extension towards getting a long-term deal done? Yeah, that's, I mean, I wish I knew how far away they were. Like, you know, if there has been negotiations, like how far away? Are you close? Are you not close? Um, so, yeah, that could absolutely be the, what they do, Devon, where you just tag him and then you keep working towards a deal and you make a deal with them. Um, you know, I again, they could be really far away and it could not be close and they're going to, you know, tag him and, and, and tell him he's going to have to sign the, the franchise tag. But uh, there's the other thing that I don't think they would do where you tag him and trade him. I don't think they would do that. I, I think that that's – I just think trading him or letting him walk – um, would not be good for this for this organization or this fan base. He's a beloved guy. You're trying to convince the fan base that this is a process now, which you know in in translation means somewhat rebuild when you talk about processes. And you know I don't know what Q thinks, but I, I think letting him walk would be a mistake, and I just don't think it would go over well with the fans. So I think they'll do everything they can to keep him, um, uh, and and in their terms, and and it should be in their terms for the most part. I mean, they're the ones making decisions and trying to build this team. Um, but he's going to have some say in it too, obviously. Speaking of tagging and trading, do you think that maybe Lamar Jackson, if he were to get the franchise tag, Uh-oh. do Look you think now. it would be the Look price would be too high to pay if it meant trading at least two first-round picks and having to give him a new contract? Is that too high of a price for Lamar Jackson? I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm in it. I think it's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, <laughs> that says it all. I think, I, I think that's I think that's a different different uh, cat there in terms of. Uh, what you'd give up and what you pay. I mean, people are talking about what Rodgers would cost them. Um, I think that's a whole other deal with Lamar Jackson. So um, that will be interesting, too. Do they tag him and try to trade him? Um, he obviously does not want to play on the, on the, on the franchise tag. So how, what, he could force, what he could force him to do, I'm not so sure. But two ones, I mean, Hugh, don't you have to start at two ones for him at the, at the least? Yeah, I think it really starts at three, to be honest. I think yeah. it's at least three ones. Yeah, and then you gotta, and then you gotta turn around. And you, are you gonna give him two hundred fifty guaranteed? That's the next question. Right, because that's um, what he wants. What he's gonna, that's what he wants. He wants two hundred fifty guaranteed. So, I do know this. I'll just say this: Raider Nation will be happy if he's their quarterback. Right, right. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what. I mean, Ed, we're in Las Vegas, right? It's the city of shows, right? There's shows everywhere. That would be an absolute show with Lamar Jackson oh. at quarterback each and every yep. Sunday. Yep, it would be. Um, they would love him, so they would. If you're lining up the options for Raider Nation and he was part of the equation, my guess is he'd be at the top of the wish list. Right, exactly. And I think that that's a, a pipe dream. I honestly don't think he's going to get out of Baltimore. But if you're right. talking about you know addressing the quarterback position and you're looking at the different scenarios out there, Rodgers sounds like he's definitely going to be out there. Lamar, you've got to put him out there because, well, the him and the, the Ravens seem like they're so far away on a contract. 
something might happen. And if you're Dave Ziegler and company, maybe you want to invest in a 26-year-old quarterback that you know what he's able to do. And, oh, by the way, he first time in his career, he'd have the weapons like a Devontae Adams on the outside to throw the ball to. Yeah, and I think, I mean, look, if if there's even whispers that, you know, he, he might be available, I think you have to call, right? Right. I mean, what's, it's, it doesn't hurt you to call. It doesn't hurt to say, okay, what would be the price? What would he want on the contract? What would he sign for? And, and the call might be five minutes. It might mm-hmm. be less than that. But it might not be. You know, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, if, if he's forcing his way out and, you know, he's on the market and, and the market doesn't bear exa- you know, exactly what they want, but they know they have to move him, you never know. Um, might be a short conversation, but I'll tell you what, if there's any kind of hint that he's out there, I would call. Right, I would too. <laughs> I mean, at least, Why like not? I said, the worst you could do is ask and they can say no. <laughs> yep, <laughs> right? Exactly. S- exactly. Simple as that. Final question for you, Ed, and it's one more trade that's on the definitely on the far other side from Lamar Jackson. There's Lamar Jackson, and then going all the way to the right, there's Mac Jones in New England with the Patriots, yeah. and there's rumors that he might end up being available. Do you think that that's be something that Josh McDaniels would be interested in coaching him up again? Well, I hope he's not interested at forty-five million a year, <laughs> right? Um, which is what that's what Daniel Jones wants. Yep. After after uh, after changing uh, things, but Mac, um, you know, again, he seems to like. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he seems to like guys like Mac who, who he has a relationship with. Mm-hmm. If I'm not if I'm not uh, mistaken in terms of how he thinks, I don't know him well enough to really get inside his brain and see how he thinks. Um, but uh, you know, I. You have to tell me. I guess. I guess it all depends on what you have to what you have to give up for him or what you have to pay him. Right. Um, you know, it just comes down to that with each one of these guys. Um, I was kidding about Daniel um, because <laughs> forty five million is just. Uh, we talked about that on the early morning show, and it was just we all laughed at that. Um, I, I think more op- listening to Ziggler, and maybe you got this from the podcast. I'm gonna be surprised if they don't draft a quarterback. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I feel you. I, I, listening to that, I think I, I just got the sense that you know they they might draft a quarterback and, like you said, make Stidham the bridge or make someone else the bridge and, and try to grow their own guy. I th- I think that's you know it just seems like that might be part of the uh, quote unquote process. Yeah, no, it really could end up being as simple as that. I mean, really, I mean we're putting all these different uh, algebra problems together and all these different carry the ones and doing all this division long term division, <laughs> and it really might be simple. They might just go and and go with the guy that that they are familiar with instead of and then go draft a guy and let him uh, sit behind him for a minute and then you know be the bridge and then let him roll uh, let the rookie roll. I mean, roll. there's never been there's never been. I mean, I guess for Raider Nation and their fans because uh, Derek was the quarterback for so long. Yep. This is probably the most exciting thing that Raider Nation has had in a while just to see what they do with this position. They might not agree with it, but I think people are very fascinated. In it. Absolutely. I think it's the most exciting and nerve-wracking time at the same period. Uh, same, yeah. same, you know what I mean? Because there's so much yeah. like, yeah, there's excitement because, wow, there's going to be a new chapter. But then there's nervousness like, is the new chapter going to be good? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Is it going to be good and what's it going to cost them? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think we all remember all the quarterback carousel before Derek Carr. And I, the one thing I can say about it, you can criticize him for a lot. He stabilized that position for nine years. And uh, it, yeah, was, it, it was nice yeah, to know who the quarterback was going to be. Well, Ed, fantastic stuff. What are you going to be writing on uh, in the RJ that we need to be on the lookout for? Um, some uh, Josh Jacobs 
getting tagged, and then uh, and then the, the big game on Saturday, Q. I don't know if you'll be there, but the Vipers are in town, baby. Yeah, yeah, they are. As matter of fact, town. <laughs> yeah, we'll be. Hey, we'll we'll have that game aired right here on uh, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. You know, we got there that covered. Go. Boom. There you go. There. It's all covered at that station. I know that. Yeah, exactly, man. If there's a sport in town, we've got it in our building somewhere. <laughs> Some, somewhere, in, somewhere in those doors, each sport exists. Yes, exactly. Well, fantastic stuff, Ed. We appreciate you, my man. Okay, I appreciate you, Q. See you tomorrow. All right, there he goes. Ed Grady from the RJ and, of course, our sister station ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, the Press Box with Tyler Bischoff, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. again. That's on our sister station ESPN Las Vegas. 2.50 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. Got a ton of feedback on the question. What would your realistic expectations be for the season if the Raiders went into it with Jared Stidham as a starting quarterback and why? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio. Got some great feedback on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword RNR. A lot of different opinions, which I love. I love them. And a lot of different opinions uh, from what I have, my opinion. And that's okay as well. Question I threw out there What would your realistic expectations for the season be if the Raiders went into it with Stidham as their starting quarterback and why? 69187 keyword RNR again, don'tbebroke.com text line. Brought to you by the DLC 805 Raider. Stidham should be able to get to the wild card round, but not much further. By the way, that's about as far as Lamar will get us to. That's from the 805 Raider, and okay, uh, that's a hot take right there. I think that Lamar uh, would have an opportunity to do some great things. I don't even want to really talk about Lamar being a Raider because I feel like that's so far-fetched and so so much a, not an opportunity. I think he'd be dynamic. And, and remember, Raider Nation, I realize the rest of the team still needs to be worked on. I realize you still have to address the defense in a major way. I've been one of the first talking about the defense, right? We pounded the defense all season long to the point where our guy, got Tom, got mad at us <laughs> or got mad at me. We talk, we've been talking about the defense, so that's nothing new. And the offensive line still needs to be addressed as well. But the most important position I think we can both agree, Damon, is the trigger man. Yeah, of course. And also to address that 805 Raiders text there, Lamar led the Ravens to a 14-2 and season and won an MVP that season. Did they lose in the divisional round? Yes. I, they didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. Which is wild. Come on now, but let's be real. Right. No, I, I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. I mean, man, uh, I think that Lamar Jackson would definitely put the Raiders in a great position. But, again, I don't think that that's realistic. It's just one of those I'm throwing out there because, well, he doesn't have a contract. He's most likely going to get franchise tag. and one, Unless it's non-exclusive, anything could happen after that. Uh, I got another text. My opinion is this. If Stidham's standard play style is what we saw against the Niners, then I'd go as far as saying 10 to 11 wins. If his normal play is what we saw against Kansas City, then we're lucky if it's seven wins. Point is, we don't know what we'll have constantly and consistently. Okay? So I guess the range could go from anywhere from seven being the floor to, in this opinion, 11, depending on the style of play and who he's going to be. Is he going to be the guy he was against the Niners or the guy he was against the Chiefs? Remember, in that, those games, he lost. Charlie in Montana said, Q and D, I agree with you, D. I like the way the GM presents himself. I know this is off topic, but I think if he can get Rodgers for three or even a, sec- or a third or even a second, then we need to go get him. But regardless, if we get Rodgers or go with Stidham, we need to do whatever it takes to get Caleb Williams next year's draft. And to get Caleb Williams, man, you're literally going to have to pick first or second. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to be in the top five. And if you pick in the top five in 2024 in that draft – Something went terribly wrong this year, and Raider Nation is going to be ready to burn it all down. 2.57 is the time. John McClain, GalleriesSports.com and Sports Radio 610. He'll kick off hour number two of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.